Blog Talk Radio. First, there was a dream. Now, there is reality. Who is number one? Africa's reascension is number one. control works is that you have to accept a concept of reality which makes them superior. If you deny that, their thing will not work and they will lose their control. The white male offspring understood that if we continue to practice our culture, that's when we always overthrew them anytime they invaded our country. I go, I go, 
Um, the only thing that I can say, the, the, the quickest explanation of why be, we've been gone so long is just life. Um, from having a, a, a newborn, one-year-old now, um, dealing with that, to family stuff, having, you know, family events going on on Sundays. Usually the weekends is the best time for me to attend those, and, you know, Sunday would fall into that and dealing with that. Um, I've had back issues. <laughs> um, I'm better now. It still ain't 100%, but I've had back issues that, that, that wouldn't even allow me to sit up, like, in a chair for long periods of time um, during the absence. Um, had a minor cold that kept me away for, for a little while. Uh, just a lot of different stuff. Um, sometimes, as I shared, you know, early on, that if we didn't have anything, you know, cogent to say, then we wouldn't have a show. I'd rather do that than just get on here and be rambling and have nothing to say and all that sort of stuff. And so that was an uh, issue a few times. A few other times. There was too much to talk about, and so I, I get ideas just popping into my head on how I wanted to do the show, and the time would start coming down and still chasing after the little one and dealing with the wife and trying to put together a show and get the right uh, recordings and all that sort of stuff. And so sometimes it would just be too much, and then by the 9 o'clock, and, you know, even a few times I would even bump down to 9.30, um, but sometimes just too much would bombard me all on one Sunday to the point to where I would just cave and, and, and not do a show. So for a plethora of reasons, we've been gone for as long as we have been. Um, and we'll do this show and probably next week, but then all of March will be gone. Um, well, I don't know about all of March. A large chunk of March will be gone um, because, and again, I had some stuff queued up that I wanted to play, but it didn't come out right. So we'll finally be going home to the continent, going home. <laughs> that will be magnificent. And... And, yeah, of course, I've even thought about could I do a show live from the continent, um, but I, I'm still figuring out how the international calls are going to go, and I don't even know if I'm going to bring my laptop. And Actually, I don't have a functioning laptop to bring. Now that I think about it, I'm back on the desktop. Um, so, yeah, so we'll probably be gone off for another four weeks. Um but then after that, get back into the States, um, then we should be back on more regularly and frequently. But, yeah, so I, I thought I at least had to say something, um, you know, for some folks, you know, that might not suffice. But hopefully for others, you know, be understanding. Um, and, hey, we're back, and, and we're going to be back. And plus, I, I, I hated giving blog talk all my money. <laughs> Because I still, you know, kept up the payments because the folks 
folks who might not know, if you, you know, don't pay after a while, you know, they'll figure that you're you're gone and they will purge, you know, all the audio clips and all of your shows and they'll just be gone. And so didn't want that to happen because I knew I was coming back. We knew we was coming back. And so just month after month after month, give them blog talk about money and not doing a show, that was starting to eat away at me too. And so, but yeah, so we're back. We'll be back. Like I said, we'll probably do a show next week. Um, take, take that next month off again, and then we'll be back more than likely more regularly after we get back from going home. Um, to the continent We are stolen Africans And all of us need to Make that pilgrimage back home Feel the different energy And see the different people And get the different vibe America is not the end all be all Of freaking existence And if you can travel Do it And if you can travel with an African mind Definitely do that And so Seeing home with my own eyes, feeling that energy, it will be magnificent, and I cannot wait. So, yeah. So, when we come back, what to expect? Um, Definitely more of the same um, of of the shows that you're used to and, and that everyone, you know, fell in love with, all that sort of stuff. What I would like to do is have more shows where um, it's in teaching mode. Um, as, as I've stated before, a few of the members of different homeschool communities have gotten in touch with me, and they use some of our shows within their, you know, their homes, their classroom, their, their, their homeschool settings. And so definitely one thing that I would like to do is get back in teaching mode with these shows and and with, you know, syllabus and laying stuff out and, of course, bibliography and all that sort of stuff. So resources and um, detailed information for our African-centered homeschooling community. That will also mean probably um, less cussing or at least <laughs> more um, notice being given either live or in the um, episode info on blog talk to let you guys know uh, when we'll be doing that. So you know what to expect, Um, but definitely, you know, more book reviews, more book talks, um, hopefully more um, interviews with, with um, people we're familiar and not familiar with. Mapaucho. Um, hopefully more, definitely more call-in shows. Get more, get keep the get more interactive, like we used to be back in the day. And then after our irregular schedule, that sort of fell off. So once we hopefully get back more on a regular schedule, then we'll get the callers back and we can have more of an interactive show. Because if y'all just let me talk, y'all know <laughs> I can I can go for a good two hours, um, not too much problem there. But um, so, yeah, so that's going to be one big adjustment that we do more. Um, I want more school-based shows for our African-centered homeschooling community. 
um, so they can share more information with um, their students because and, and, the children are the future, right? So if we can give them the proper information, then ideally that next generation um, won't have to go through some of the same old BS that we're going through now because we got a different, we raised a different cadre versus, you know, just hoping that mystically and magically they would be African and do what we want them to do. So, yeah. So those are a few things to expect when Africa's reascension comes back fully in April after Sankofa Conference. Because, yeah, I just thought of that. So <laughs> we'll get back in April, and then that first week, that first weekend is always reserved for Sankofa Conference. So we'll be back that second weekend of April. Yeah, just thought of that right now, Sankofa Conference, yeah. Um, and I may have a little bit more information. They haven't put out, I don't think they fully, um, closed on where they're going to be at this year. Uh, but as I get the info, you know, I'll pass along. But yeah, if you're in the Maryland, D.C., Virginia area, the first weekend of April, and you are pro-black, conscious, or African-centered, you definitely want to come to D.C. and be a part of um, the Sankofa Conference, hands down one of the most uncompromising African-centered conferences here in New Europe, as Mama Rimbani calls it. Yeah, I'm jumping ahead a little bit myself. so. So, yeah, so those are some things to expect when Africa's reascension comes back full blast in April. Next week, what we'll probably do is I have a new book out. And, yeah, we'll, we'll use that as a segue. We have a new book out. It's called um, African World Analysis, Volume 1, Issues 1 through 25. Um, for long-time listeners of the show, from about 2002 to about eh, 2012, 13, something like that, we used to do a news journal called African World Analysis. Um, I won't go through all the details on all of that now because I want to talk fully about the book next week. But basically, it was a newsletter of uncompromising, um, unapologetic African-centered thought from all over the continent and anywhere African people were. Um, everything from book reviews to excerpts from books, excerpts from good speeches and talks and lectures. Um, a few folks added in poetry, uh, their own thoughts. We've got African-centered puzzles like a word search, uh, things like that. All of that um, in, the, in the newsletters that we distributed through about five or six states here in the United States. And so eventually, um, through, through prodding and, and folks, you know, giving me ideas and saying it would work and stuff, I went ahead and decided to put it in a book form so it could reach a lot of larger audience. Because, you know, it started in Chicago, but then basically it only, you know, picked up and took off wherever I was located. So when I was in Chicago, it was a big thing in Chicago. 
uh, when I moved here to D.C., it was, you know, slightly a big thing here in D.C., the different places I may have shipped them to, all that sort of stuff. So, But that was a, a small audience, and so I'm thinking, okay, go ahead, put it in a book form and reach a bigger audience. So what we did is the best way for folks who might not know anything about it to get acquainted with it is just go to lulu.com slash Kamau, K-A-M-A-U, 301. And you'll see both of my books there, Afterworld Analysis um, Volume 1, as well as How to Make a Negro Christian. When you click on the link for Afterworld Analysis, in the you click on the link, then click the preview button, and I put as the preview the full table of contents because that's what I think will be the selling point of the book. You'll see, you know, hopefully different articles that we've Put out there and, and you'll want more info about it And hopefully that'll move you to pick up the book Right now we're trying it It's an 8.5 by 11 size hardcover book For $34.95 um, I wanted it to last for some time That's why we put it in hardcover um, Maybe, maybe sometime within the year um, since it, after, you know, it'll be a whole year out in, in, in um, hardcover form, we may go ahead and switch it over to paperback. Still keep the same size, but switch it over to paperback, and then it'll have, a, you know, a, even a, a smaller price. Um, but right now it's like a collector's edition, collector's item, because, like I say, it's a nice cover and it's hardback. And, you know, black folks don't tend to make hardcover books <laughs> anymore unless they fiction authors and stuff. And so I'm trying to see, you know, will black folks buy an African-centered hardcover book? And so, you know, just testing the waters. But So with that said, let's segue. I have to say, Madasi na Ampim. Thank you, thank you, thank you, times 1,000 for everyone who has been and who has been continuing to purchase um, How to Make a Negro Christian. So now, the book is still selling very well. We're going on almost 20 months. Like it, it blew up in June. It's it's been it's sustained that energy for a whole year now, and so we're going you know even past a year now. So the best way I can say thank you is to give some type of comparison. So the African World Analysis is a new book. So when you go to Lulu, when you go to Lulu dot com. They give you what they call the Lulu sales rank, and, you know, everyone can see it. And so the first book, excuse me, the, my new book, you know, it's just freshly new, and so not too many people know about it. And so the sales rank <laughs> on that book is 91,596. So that gives you an idea of, how many books Lulu has in their pipeline, and, you know, it's based on sales. So the more sales a book gets, the higher in its overall, in Lulu's overall ranking that it goes. 
I bring that up as a way of comparison because the new book just came out, Lulu Sales Rank 91,000. Based on everyone's diligence and everyone's exposure and everyone's, I'm assuming, <laughs> love of how to make a Negro Christian, and I'm looking at it right now, so anyone can look at it if you go to lulu.com slash kamal301. The Lulu sales rank for how to make a Negro Christian as of February 19th, 2017 Gregorian calendar is 48. We are in the top 50 books throughout the entire independent publishing arm of lulu.com. And every one of you all who have purchased a book, who have purchased three books, four books, ten books, I think the maximum we've had in one set setting is 20, outside of, you know, folks personally coming to me and get it, then we'd say that the, the, the most in one day in setting would be 100. But the fours and the eights and the fives, you know, the tens, all of that, for going on this June, it'll be two years. This book is the 48th book in the company called Lulu.com. And Lulu is probably one of the, you know, biggest, definitely one of the first um, self-publishing book companies that's out there. Um and you all have made How to Make a Negro Christian 48. Out of all of the books that they have, out of all the other people who are self-publishing books, out of my other book being ranked 91,000, <laughs> you all, thank you so much, has made How to Make a Negro Christian the 48th ranked book and Lulu.com. And there are no real signs that it's going down anytime soon. So ideally, if this keeps up, I, I mean, I don't know, you know, if we get any extra recognition if we become the number one book in Lulu. And this is not just, you know, for the religion and spirituality section. This, the, From what I understand, the Lulu sales rank is all of their books, all of them. So you have had us crack the top 50. You all have us creeping closer and closer to the number one book of the whole Lulu.com self-publishing arm. And, and, of course, they thank you for it. I immensely thank you for it. And all of the minds and spirits that hopefully are being disconnected from the lie called Christianity Based on the research in this book, How to Make a Negro Christian, the minds and those spirits that are being awakened, they all say thank you as well. And so, Madasi, 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 now I'm Pim. Please, let's keep this energy going. Um, if you've got your copy, you know somebody that's caught up in Christianity, buy them a copy now. <laughs> Um, Lulu.com slash Kamal301 If you want to make memes With the book or got 
special messages you want to put with the meme, all I ask is that you put lulu.com slash Kamau301 because they're selling it on Amazon for double the price and 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 some other places for double and triple the price. It's only sixteen ninety five. That's all you need to pay for it. So if you create a meme, please could you put on there lulu.com slash Kamau301 as the official place to get it. Let's continue to rip the fake Jesus from the hearts and minds of stolen Africans worldwide and 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 give us a chance, give us a shot to come back home fully spiritually, um, back to our traditional African spiritual systems. So some other good products that I've come across in our absence. Um, since we're talking about Lulu, I'm trying to see the best way to tell y'all how to get this because I have the direct link, and of course I could put it in the in, in the chat room. But for folks that are just listening or who will listen later, put it in the chat room won't help. Um, it's a 2017 African Revolutionary Calendar, and it's called the Rebellion Leaders Edition. I have a copy, and I have bought other copies, and I've given them away as gifts to people, and they have loved it. My wife loves it, and, and we, we are going to read <laughs> read um, each one, each month to, to our little one, um, you know, when it's time to change the month over. Um, Africa Qua African presents the second edition, 2017, of the African Revolutionary History Calendar. Society will try to condition our children to believe that our ancestors were merely submissive while physically enslaved, but this is a misconception. Our ancestors were courageous and consistently fought for our liberation. The second misconception shared to our children by the system is that any slave rebellion that did, not, that did occur was unsuccessful and suppressed. It is time to inform our people that many of our ancestors became liberated through rebellions and revolts. This calendar will teach, will teach about our powerful ancestors who fought back, resisted against oppression, and demanded the liberation of our people through war by honoring over 30 rebellion leaders like Tula, Yanga, Zumbi, Dandara, Kalata, and many more. And so when I tried to put in the keywords like 2017 African Revolutionary Calendar, when I tried to put in um, Rebellion Leaders Edition, um, when I even tried to put in his European name, um, Richard Ward, nothing directly and specifically came up. <coughs> so the best thing now Oh, but that's wow. <coughs> I'll pouch you. So if you go to lulu dot com, I'm gonna try to do it this way because y'all need this calendar. 
lulu.com slash shop slash Richard dash Warren, W-A-R-R-E-N. I'm going to take you all through this long URL, so <laughs> bear with me, but you all need to get this calendar. Um, so you're Richard dash Warren slash 2017 dash African with a K dash revolutionary dash calendar dash rebellion dash leaders dash edition. Excuse me. Slash calendar slash product P R O D U C T dash two two nine seven four eight six eight dot HTML. That's the best way I know how to do it. Uh, if you did, I can read it again. If you didn't get all that. If you you can contact me on on Face CIA book, and then that way I can either shoot you that link that I just read or put you in contact with um, Africa Quiet African. Um, if 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 you want this calendar and you should want it, it's it's well done. Um, it's, <coughs> excuse me, it's built to last for the full year. Um, full color and the other thing I like is because I've come across some calendars who you know have the good pictures and the good stuff but then on the internal part of the calendar is still got all the European holidays they took care of that too so every single day where he could find some information you know Amos Wilson's birthday when you know when Baba Omawali's birthday um, um, different the, the 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 commemoration day for the Haitian Revolution, just different stuff like that. So so not only, you know, for the month do they highlight one or two Mapaucho of the Revolutionary Rebellion leaders, but inside the calendar, you know, for each day, you know, uh, Henry McNeil Turner, his birthday, Nat Turner, when they took him from us, you know, stuff like that. So you've got those dates. So so that's very good too. So just both ends from from the full color and the, the, the folks who they highlight to the, the quote unquote mundane individual days chalked filled with African centered or at least African based information. So uh, you definitely want to get the calendar and get it soon, you know, before you don't need another calendar anymore. Um, but they did a good job. Um, I'm promoting it now. Definitely been promoting it on Facebook. A book you want to get this calendar. So again, lulu.com/slash/shop/slash slash Richard Dash Warren W A R R E N slash 2017 Dash African with a K. Dash revolutionary, dash calendar, dash rebellion, dash leaders, dash dash edition, slash calendar, slash product, P 
P-R-O-D-U-C-T, dash 229-74868.html. And again, like I said, if I was going too fast or if that's too much, you can hit me up um, through my email, Kamau, K-A-M-A-U-301 at yahoo.com. Please put in the subject line, Africa's Reascension, and then say, hey, I want that link to that revolutionary calendar you was talking about, then I can shoot it to you, um, or hit me up on Face CIA book, and I can send it to you that way. Uh, everyone that I've given them to so far has loved it, and and if you are of this mindset, and hell, if you listen to <laughs> Africa's Reascension, then I like to think you are of that mindset. You will thank me and thank yourself from getting this calendar. Oh yeah, it's twelve ninety nine. Once they print it up, Lulu will ship it to you by three to five business days. Um, and yeah, yeah, for twelve ninety nine, you cannot beat this full color African Revolutionary Rebellion Leaders Edition calendar. You can't, you can't beat it. Like seriously, <laughs> this is a very good item. So yeah. Next. This is something old, but I just found out about it, and so I definitely have to pass this along for everyone who's listening who have children. Um, we just it, it's, I guess they originally did this in 2012, but we just had some friends who um, gave it to us as a gift, and, and, and we're still thanking them for it. Um, and, you know, in 2012, I didn't have kids, and I would swear that I have seen this at different places, but I was like, okay, I ain't got kids, so, you know, <laughs> it's no big deal, so I did sort of sleep on it, but now that I got one, and, and, and I've listened to it, it's phenomenal, it's called Oomba, O-O-H, and then Kaumba, K-U-U-M-B-A, it's sung by Ian the Kaumba Kids, and it's a full CD of children's songs uh, with a pro-black um Swing to them, and 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 it's phenomenal. Um, Uka Umba, the Hello song, um, Funga Alafia, Jumbo Buana, ABC song, Kaumba Kid, Zoom Zoom, I like fruit, African Savannah, Shay Shay, Shay Shay Kule, um, and look into the mirror. They do an African spin on some quote unquote um popular European songs like yeah, they put that, or they do even just original original music with an African bass to it um I can't recommend it highly enough if my if my one year old could talk, <laughs> she can't recommend it highly enough because every time we put it on, she's dancing either in the car or in front of the TV or whatever, whatnot. So if you have children and you want to move them in, you know, an African African vein, you you definitely need to pick up Ukaumba, um, and you can get it through Amazon actually for eight ninety nine if you want the um MP three version of it or you know it might be a little bit more if you want the physical C D. Um, but it's I can't talk highly enough about it. And maybe even next week I'll be smart 
and have a song <laughs> ready so I can play it so everyone can hear it. You know, folks can check it out that way. But um, again, it's called Ookumba, O-O-H-K-U-U-M-B-A. Just type that in the Amazon by Ian the Kumba Kid. And come to find out, I do know the sister who put it together, a phenomenal sister. Um, and she's got great kids. And so um, she definitely knew what she was doing when she pulled this together. And the Kumba Kids, they themselves are just great. And I wish nothing but continued success for them. And for everyone who had this already, why didn't y'all tell anybody before? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. So check it out and get it. Um Uka Umba, Ia and the Kumba Kids from Amazon. Eight ninety nine if you just want the MP three album download. Um and probably maybe like ten bucks or something if you want them to send you the actual C D. Very, very good. Very, very well done. Um and and your child should get the pro black and African messages that are put in there. Enjoy. Now, that was music for the kitties. <laughs> we also have to talk about music for us grown-ups. Music for the grown-ups who listen to this show <laughs> means that you ain't into Young Ma and, and, and Little Yaki or Yachi or whatever the hell you pronounce it, Soldier Boy or none of that other BS. You like conscious, pro-black, African-centered, even African insurrection music. And so, with high, <laughs> high up on the list, they just dropped it, I want to say, last this week, actually, last week, United Front and African Insurrection Music presents Vanguard, a nine-song EP that they have put out. And we will be sharing one cut from that one. Now, if you were part of the first 300 people to have signed up on their email list, you got the EP for free. Otherwise, this EP is available for $5 at www.ufasafo, basically United Front Asafo, but UF, UF as in Frank, AF as in Sam, AF as in Frank O dot com, UF dot com. That's where you can go to pick up the album. Um, either MP3 download or they can send you the physical copy. It is banging, yo. <laughs> Desaline's Anthem, Body Bags, Glory, Gun Blow, Killer Talk, From the Pulpit, The Reformer, Fail. And Hardline, Hardline is the bonus track. In a little while, we will play Body Bags for you all to give you all a taste of the United Front Vanguard EP. And by the way it's talking, you need to keep an eye on United Front because they're going to be dropping quite a few albums this year. This EP is just a taste. But look like Shea Black. 
he might have a solo album coming out this year. I don't know if Ambassador O is going to have a, a, a solo album coming out this year. I know um, Bomani um, has been teasing with different songs and different possible album covers and stuff. So 2017 Gregorian calendar seems like it's going to be a hot year for United Front and us United Front listening fans. So you definitely want to um, sign up again at ufasafo.com um so you can get all of the um upcoming news on like when the full when the full album's going to drop and when possibly some of these solo projects are going to drop and different collabs just all that you want to be connected with United Front if you still like uh revolutionary minded hip hop not rap hip hop and you got to be a hip hop head to understand the differentiation. But basic, the quick, the quick differentiation. Mostly rap is what the crap they play on the radio. I'm in love with the coca. I'm in love with the coca. And what's that other stupid one? Your price is way too high. You need to cut it, cut it. Yeah, all that. Yeah, ah, all that stupid stuff. That's rap. Hip hop is usually the more politically aware. Definitely now the underground stuff, you know. So again, United Front, Immortal Technique, um, and my other favorite rapper that I'll bring up, hip hop artist that I'll be bringing up as well. So yes, yeah, so so United Front, the Vanguard EP 2017. It is out $5 only, nine songs. And they say proceeds, when you purchase the album, proceeds will be going to Baba Baruti and the Akoben House. And and, and for, for folks who know, Baba Mwalimu Baruti, great author, great scholar, great husband and father, great friend of ours, um, He's got a um, homeschooling collective as well as a home school in Atlanta. And so um, Brother Bomani is going to dedicate proceeds of this EP to help them, you know, um, cover costs and everything for their homeschooling efforts. So that's another reason, a double reason. So you get banging music as well as you'll be supporting an African-centered homeschool um, from a magnificent author and, 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 and revolutionary warrior scholar, um, Baba Baruti, in Atlanta. Paired with that, music for grown-ups. <laughs> for regular listeners of the show, for folks who are listening to our war music show shows, um, Y'all know I can't speak highly enough about a brother out of Houston called Kay Reno. Kay Reno did something that has never been done before in the history of music. And at the end of 2016, or, yeah, end of 2016, maybe early 2017, Kay Reno dropped not one, not two, not three, but seven hip-hop albums at one time. I'm doing a dramatic pause for effect there, so y'all can <laughs> take that in. Yes, I said that right. Seven hip-hop albums 
all at one time. No one has ever done that before. I think the most has been put out at one time was maybe three or four, I think, somewhere. Somebody did it. But never seven. Seven. I just <laughs> And we're talking pro black pro black messages, conscious messages on on, on the um not every song, but on large portions of the song. He has one album oh no, let me let me do it this way. The seven albums are in order Universal Curriculum, that was number one. Conception of Concept, number two. Enter the Iron Trap, that was number three. Wizard's Ransom was number four. American Heroes was number five. Welcome to My Life was number six. And Intervention was number seven. All at one time. And each each one of those has at least 13, 12, 13 tracks with each one. So you basically are getting almost 100 songs all at once. Now, I saw that some people had put it up on um, that piss, you know, the um, free um, music download site, the, excuse me, the free uh, mixtape download site. And I want to assume he authorized that. That's where I got my copies from. Um, but I will be sending him <laughs> some money um, shortly because there's he he always has been doing phenomenal work. And and in these seven, what we're going to do is, and this happened by accident because I put to, I went through all seven, and I pulled out, you know, my favorite songs. And, and you know, for the purpose of the show, I wanted to highlight, of course, the, um, you know, good music and lyrical flow, but I wanted to highlight um, the fact that he knows what's going on in the world with, you know, the political messages and other stuff like that. And so it just comes to find out that, the, the songs that we'll be sharing today all come, I didn't do this on purpose, all come from one album, number five, called American Heroes. And if I didn't mention it, yeah, I mentioned that. Yeah, number five is called American Heroes. And it just so happens that the, the, the songs that we'll be sharing from K. Reno's seven album drop all come from that one. And, 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 if you haven't heard, if this is your first time listening to Africa's Reascension and you don't know who K. Reno is then, and you like hip-hop, then your ears will be in for a treat. Because, um, yeah, we're going to play some of that. So I just want to make sure that we went through all of that before. Okay. Lastly, we have a few events that are coming up that I wanted to talk about. Like I said, we had mentioned the Sankofa Conference. Um, all I know right now is it will be the first weekend in April, as it always is. Um, but as more details come out, then I'll share those. Um, these, these two events are for people who are here in the D.C., Maryland, or Virginia area. 
we had another untimely passing. Um, Mama Taylor um, of the Yerba Temple here, she made her transition not too long ago, unfortunately, and um, on this weekend coming up, Saturday, um, the 25th, from 2 to 7, we will be having our um, 40-day ascension ceremony for um, Chief Ianifa Ifuyanle Ifarinola, a mother of all nations. And that will be held at 2317 Brinkley Road, B-R-I-N-K-L-E-Y Road in Fort Washington. Um, again, next Saturday, February 25th, from 2 to 7, we'll be having the 40-day Ascension Ceremony of Mama Taylor, um, who founded the Yoruba Temple here in um, the D.C. area. Um, <clears throat> She was she was a a a, a, a cool nana. Um, I, I, I went to went to um, Yerba Temple quite a few times actually. Um, I was you know per, participated in their Beje, their Twins Festival for a few years. Um, went to some of the some of the um, Bimbe's that they they had, um, and and you know Mama Taylor just helped bring the Yoruba system to a larger audience here in the D.C. area. So she helped you know create the um, healing circle, the traditional African spiritual systems healing circle that brought together all of the different traditional African um, spiritual systems in one space to share and to celebrate and to revere um, the work they were doing. And, and um, you know, now we, we've talked about that in past shows, you know, now um, Sister Aquia Parabia of the UNIA <clears throat> has picked up that mantle over the last three, four, maybe five years. Um, and 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 it's continuing in Mama Taylor's tradition, and so if don't know what that was, so yeah, if you are available next Saturday, February twenty fifth, from two to seven, two three one seven Brinkley Road in Fort Washington, Maryland. Um, please give your condolences, but more importantly, celebrate the life. Of Mama Taylor at the 40-day Ascension ceremony there. Also, for our folks here in D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, there will be the second annual Achisan Conference 
Ancestral Religious Reversion Conference. This will be Sunday, March 12th from 11 to 7 um, p.m. at the ARC Center, 1901 Mississippi Avenue, Southeast, um, there in the district. Uh, basically, you get to see and hear from actual practitioners, people who um, have reverted, not converted, reverted back to their ancestral religious traditions and are doing it here in New Europe in what they in what we call North America. Um, it's of course hosted by our good friend um Ajirafo Kwesi Ra Nahem Patai Khan and it's free and open to the public and it is only for Africans only. It's it's a magnificent conference. Um I, I've presented there um, of course, Kwesi will be presenting there. Um, he's still putting together the um, itinerary for this year's um, conference. And so check us out. Check hit him out on his website, ajirafo.com. Um, and then he has an Achisan page set up. And so when you get there you can get updates, you can register, you can see the list of presenters. Um, if you want to vend, you can do that. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's it's a great thing that he's doing. Um, and if, if you're here in the area during that time, March 12th from 11 to 7, um, check it out. It's, it's a very good thing, and, and I can't wait to see it expand and grow and grow and grow. And at some point, everyone will be attending this conference or a conference of this type because we would have all left Christianity, Judaism, and Islam and come back home spiritually. So, again, March 12th from 11 to 7 at the ARC Center, 1901 Mississippi Avenue Southeast here in the district here in D.C. And if you're doing Google or MapQuest, you definitely want to get Southeast in there because if not It may send you some anywhere else So yes but the Achisan Ancestral Religious Reversion Conference you definitely want to check it out Unfortunately I Won't be there this time because I'll probably be on the Continent back home Reverting all the way <laughs> Going back home screw America But yeah so um that's where I'll be, but definitely you want to check this out if you're in the DMV area, as they call it. Okay, let me shut up now and drink some of this ginger beer I got here and play a few of the songs that I was talking about. So, yeah, we got to start off with um, Kay Reno and a song called American Heroes. And, and so now, remember that, think about it. You're on Africa's Reascension, listen to Kamal Mukasey the Hootie so you know what the, what we're about. And we're about to play a song called American Heroes. So don't think that we're tripping and we're going all the way left and supporting Trump. Think Kay Reno has some more interesting things to say about the so-called American heroes. So check it out. Oh, yeah, support him. Um 
I'll dig up the support information and hit it back after this song. So, yeah, American Heroes by Kay Reno from the actual album called American Heroes, one of the seven that he dropped at the end of 2016 here at Africa's Reascension. All right, boys and girls, my name is Mr. K. Reno. I'm going to be your substitute history teacher for the day. Right about now, I want y'all to sit down and shut up. Because I'm about to give y'all some real history lesson. Hey, boy, did I tell you to sit down and shut up? All right, don't make me say it no more. Listen, way back when I was a little boy, they told me about a man who had traveled on a ship to a faraway western land. Gave him credit for discovering it, though it was inhabited, and quickly changed the narrative. Said the natives were savages, they ravaged it, and murdered the people in high numbers. His name was Cristobal Colon, but you called him Columbus, a sick murderous bastard who beat babies to death. But you celebrate his holiday every October 12th. Now let's move to George Washington, the decorated. General, a dirty individual. His actions were criminal. Despite his wicked ways, he's elevated and raised. Mr. Cannot Tell a Lie owned at least 300 slaves. Understand, Chief? Washington's wickedness ran deep. Yeah, the father of this country's a killer and land thief. Control, power, and war, only things he ever loved. But history makes him out to be something he never was. American hero, American heroes. Everything that we think we know about him needs to be. Got racists on your tens and your twenties and on your C-notes But somehow these the ones that we see in everywhere we go American heroes, American heroes Everything that we think we know about them needs to be rewrote Got racists on your tens and your twenties and on your C-notes But somehow these the ones that we see in everywhere we go Abraham Lincoln was a good old man He jumped out the window with his Now I'm just playing His favoritism for slavery was self-documented didn't want to stop or end it. There was too much profit in it. See, Honest Abe used to mock, crack jokes, and admonish slaves. Read it. He only let him go for the union he wanted to save. Pull out a hundred dollar bill, homie, and look at Ben. Then study him and see he was one of those crooked men. All of the faces that they exalted to greatness is fakeness. Did you know Thomas Jefferson was a rapist? Go and try to defend him. Straight savage within him. Hated the black man, but he loves smashing his women's salad. Hibbins. You'll probably trick a few, but not me. Guess I gotta go in detail on Francis Scott Key. If you heard the third verse of that racist national anthem, then whether black, white, or brown, nobody should be standing. American hero, American heroes. Everything that we think we know about them needs to be rewrote. Got racists on your tens and your twenties and on your C-notes. But somehow these the ones that we see in everywhere we go. American hero, American heroes. Everything that we think we know about them needs to be rewrote. Got racists on your tens and your twenties and on your T-notes. But somehow these the ones that we see in everywhere we go. There's no doubt United States time and been out. I'm about to call these men out. Get your pad and pen out. All the great Americans that you holding in high acclaim. I'ma tell you about a few of them and call them by their names. These men are not worthy of praise. You've been forsaken. You won't find a more racist president than Ronald Reagan. Invasion after invasion, innocent lives taken, and countless racial epithets and off-the-record statements. Henry Kissinger backed by the government. He was worse. He was down to kill two or three billion across the earth. Poor 
people in third world countries would get it first. All that's needed to find truth is working research. Margaret Sanger, the human clothes hanger, my evil lady, created Planned Parenthood to wipe out black babies. No time to call them all, so go look them up if you have to. The Rockefellers, Rothschilds, and both them Bush bastards. American hero, American heroes. Everything that we think we know about them needs to be rewrote. Got racists on your tears and your twenties and on your C-notes. But somehow these the ones that we see in everywhere we go. American hero, American heroes. Everything that we think we know about them needs to be rewrote. Got racists on your tens and your twenties and on your C-notes. But somehow these the ones that we see in everywhere we go. So, Tommy, how was school today? Daddy, I don't want to go to that school anymore. What do you mean, son? The teacher was saying some... Some saying some things, Daddy. Things like what? Well, he was talking real mean about Christopher Columbus and George Washington. It was... I never heard anything like that before, Dad. <laughs> yeah, that's right. If you'd have taught him the truth, I wouldn't have had to what do all that. I'm busting all them lies up. What are you doing in my house? Don't worry about all that. I know one thing. He better have his little ass back in school tomorrow. Because I got some more for him. I'm calling the police. Shut up. Judges who known the mob. 
Two or three weeks later, right back on the job. Bussing, decking, bobbing, beating people up, no ducking, no dodging. Carving, conflict, didn't get slapped on the wrist, bottle low down, tricks and charging. Don't know peace come to the family of the person that they wipe out. They be still around there doing what they do, living their life out. They got a license to murder us. I hear them trying to explain it, but not one word I trust. You get to go home to your family, you wicked coward. We gotta go to the graveyard to visit ours. You finally topped you one to you that seems to be funny. Your reward was a vacation with some free money. And in their mind, they agree they can shoot any nigga they see. Cause they know that all that's coming is administrative leave. Alright, check this out. I ain't gonna do no third verse on this one. What I'm gonna do right now, man, is put something on blast real quick. See, everybody know the names of all the victims that got killed by dirty racist police. But don't nobody seem to know the names of the police officers and they faces of the ones who did it. So right about now, I'm gonna go down the line and call them all out one by one based on the person they killed. Let's go. Alton Sturdin was killed by a cop named Blaine Salamone. Tamir Rice was killed by Timothy Lowman. Mike Brown was killed by that devil Darren Wilson. Eric Garner was killed by Daniel Pantaleo. Walter Scott murdered by Michael Slager. Oscar Grant was killed by Johannes Masurley. Philando Castile was killed by Geronimo Yanez. Sam DuBose was killed by Ray Tinsley. Trayvon Martin, of course, was killed by George Zimmerman. Sandra Bland was set up to be killed by Brian Insinia. Rakia Boyd, Dante Servant is the one who killed her. They got cleared of all charges. Terrence Crutcher was murdered by Betty Shelby. John Crawford, killed by Sean Williams. Jonathan Farrell, killed by Randall Carey. And Ayanna Jones was murdered by Joseph Weekly. Listen, right about now, all these names I mentioned, find their pictures. Put them on social media, man. Let everybody become familiar with their faces. So we'll know them when they walking down the street. Because right now they just living their life comfortably, feeling like they got away with murder. So that's your assignment. We ain't taking this no more. It's justice for else. 10,000 feelings. Let's get it. Yeah. All praises due to a lot. All right, we are back at Africa's Reascension. I'm your host, Kamal McCasey Tahuti, and you just listen. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> you just listen to two songs from Brother K Reno K, and then R I N O. The first one was American Heroes, where he does a good job um, properly critiquing and then eviscerating um, those so-called American heroes that they force down our and and our children's throats here and then the second song was also from k reno called administrative leave where basically he's right on point they they shoot us kill us and then get even with of it being videotaped they get to go on vacation sometimes um, without pay but most of the times with pay um, we get mad a little bit, we ride a little bit, and then go back to sleep, and then it happens again, rinse, wash, repeat, rinse, wash, repeat. I really like um, what K. Reno did as far as listing the names of these bastard officers um, and just how 
at least on my timeline on Facebook, we always talk about, you know, remember Sandra, remember Eric Garner, remember never forget all that sort of stuff. We also need to be, we, I think we also need to take heed of what Kay Reno said, put a picture to the face and never forget uh, these particular officers and what they did. And if anyone is so moved to um, do some lone wolf rising stuff that that brother Jerifo, um talks about, then so be it. Um, but they sh- all I'll say on Africa's reascension is the pigs who did it and got away with it should not be allowed to get away with it, and they should pay. And I'll leave it there. <laughs> But anyway, so yeah. So for Kay Reno, one, it does seem to be a world record of dropping seven albums all at once. So so he's got that in his in his bag. But it seems like the best place to get them um is on iTunes. Um, because he usually works out of his coalition is called South Park Coalition. There's an actual place in Houston called South Park, and that's where he's from. And so he, on his website, is um, southparkcoalition.com, I think. But I didn't see any links to the Big Seven. That's what it's called, the Big Seven, the seven albums that he dropped at one time. But I do see them all here listed on um, iTunes. So that's one place where you can go to pick them up. And I don't know if it's still up on that piff or not, if if you just have to go the free route or not. But a lot of his albums are here. His top albums are here on um, iTunes. He's got over 30 album releases. I mean, when you're independent, you can do those sort of things like drop seven albums all at once. I know Mapaucho towards the end of last year, excuse me, Last last year, it was about he wanted to drop three or four at three or four all at one time, and he did. And and those those were some good. That was some good music as well. Um, I think therapeutic and and the Maven and yeah, Plantation Rebellion. I think those were the three that he dropped all at one time last time. But now he's dropping seven. <laughs> or he has dropped seven all at once, um, and 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 it's good music. There's probably one album as a whole that I'm not really feeling the majority of it, uh, but all the other six we're really talking five, six good songs on each one. Literally, I'm not I'm not just pulling your chain there. So, K Reno, go to iTunes. And you can get most of the albums for about ten bucks, and you know you can listen to about thirty second sample on there, or just come back to us where we will play the whole songs. But anyway, so yes, yeah, so K Reno, the Big Seven, he dropped seven albums at once. You definitely want to check that out. And the two songs that we just played were both from his um, American Heroes album. One, self-titled, American Heroes, and the last one was Administrator's Leave. So unless we get bombarded with chats or calls or whatever, 
We will probably end this in about 40 minutes. Um, I didn't really see a big need for overtime with our first show back for so long. But, hey, who knows? We, You know, we just roll with the punches here and we see how stuff goes. Um, and I want to start with the real stupid stuff first. Or, now, let me go. Let me share a bit of good news. <clears throat> uh, for folks who may not have heard about this, Solange Knowles buys 250 books for Howard students at Black-owned D.C. bookstore. What I'll be reading from is the Atlanta Black Star. So, again, for folks, y'all may have heard about this and didn't know whether it was real or legitimate or not. I am here to confirm because I'm here in D.C. and I just left Sankofa <laughs> Books um, a few days ago. This is uh, This was legitimate. Solange Knowles made a surprise appearance in Sarkofa Video Books and Cafe while she purchased 250 books for Howard University students and fans. The singer visited the black-owned bookstore in D.C. Um, Friday, January 20th, the same day Trump um, got sworn in. Um, she she put on her Instagram page that she would be stopping by a bookstore specializing in black culture and encouraged her fans to pick out a title and talk with the star. So basically what happened, well, here's the Instagram piece. Um, follow her performance at the Peace Ball. Um, our very own Solange Knowles will be making a surprise stop at filmmaker Haile Garima's and Kofu Bookstore and Cafe today to buy books for the community. The invitation is open to anyone. Come between 4.30 and 5.45, grab a book of your choice, and for fellowship with the um, singer-songwriter, books are first come, first serve, limited to, to one book per person. See you there. So basically what happened was if you got that message or if you, you know, followed her on Instagram and you saw that, if you went down to Sankofa Books between 4.30 and 5.45 and picked one book, she – would buy it. She would have bought it for you. Yeah. So hundreds of fans, continue with the article, hundreds of fans showed up at Sankofa, um, and many of the attendees were Howard students. Um, she originally wanted to visit a historically black university, but couldn't do it. She couldn't get to Howard because it was closed for the inauguration, so she went across the street to a bookstore, and, you know, they even talk about a few of the books that were bought. Yada yada. Happily, they you know some folks bought black skin, white mask, um, stuff like that. But basically, I guess 250 people showed up. They each had a book, and Solange bought it for them. Solange knows Beyonce's sister came to a black bookstore and dropped bank. She didn't just do a damn performance. She didn't just do a performance which made people think that, that, that she was calling upon an African deity. <laughs> she, did, she, 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 she put some finances behind um, the stuff that she's talking about. Now, some of Jay-Z and Beyonce's um, dealings, you know, I, I you know, personally can't verify or not, you know. So some of the stuff that I, that I've heard they've done, maybe they have done it, but I can directly verify this. Salon knows. Put her money where her mouth is. 
She supported a black bookstore and 250 um, people, most of them students, are purchasing their books. And, of course, helping out Sankofa Books. That uh, I go there as frequently as I can, and it's a great bookstore. And they, they, I, the only regret, <laughs> the only regret is I hadn't got back in touch with Sankofa Books before then, and so they had sold out of my books. And so I'm mad that I didn't have any books there when Solange came because I would like to assume somebody would have, you know, bought a few of those um, either for themselves or for friends or whatnot. But Solange put her money where her mouth is. She's not just the the, the cute hairstyle because, you know, oh, my gosh, she's got the natural hair. I'm down with Solange. Or, oh, she's wore African clothes. I'm down with Solange. You know, some of that stuff that I see on my face, say, but timeline, no. If you want to support her, you really got the reason to support her now. She came to a black bookstore deliberately and bought 250 books for the people who came, for the people who were in attendance. So black book information, African-based information, got put in the hands of 250 folks and then whatever she bought for herself. She put her money where her mouth is. It's not a theory. It's not ethereal. It's not something you got to guess at. And what message was she trying to send when she did the song Formation? What message was she trying to send when she said, I got hot sauce in my bag? No, no interpretation here. This was actual shit done. <laughs> and and oops, that's the first cuss. Actual stuff done. And so let's 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 support her before folks get <laughs> a whole tour and then she goes and buys, you know No, I ain't even gonna say I'm just gonna keep positive information out. Solange knows, let's support this sister, because um, she supported us when she came through the area and looks like she's really down with black folks and doing as much as, you know, she can within her position to help. And so I think, you know, she comes in town, show her some support um, and whatnot. But, yeah, so I wanted to share that bit of positive news that, that, that happened while I was gone and verifying it, too, because, like I say, we hear a lot of stuff and a lot of folks possibly doing this and doing that and, you know, um, but this this one this one is legit, and so let's make sure we support her, so then she can continue to do stuff like that. Because if our support dries up, then she ain't got no money to continue to support and do stuff. So we keep it up; she'll be able to keep it up. So yeah. Um. Hmm. I ain't going to spend too much time with this because I think everyone else has, but in all the time that I have been gone, I have been keeping up with some of the, as Jerfo Kwesi Ra would call it, some of the animaniac mentality that's been going on in what's called the conscious community. Um <laughs> Omar Johnson and Sarah Sutton Seti 
or as some folks call them SETI and TAF. Um, <laughs> wow. I don't know what else can really be said that hasn't been said. Um, Umar Torres draws with that. He looked totally stupid, ignorant, and dumb with that. Um, It definitely made it seem like he had a color complex. Somebody did the best thing. They created a meme. Um, putting them together, fighting like Macho Man versus the Ultimate Warrior, but, you know, swapped the faces and had Umar and Seti like a WWF at the time beef. Um, I used to, you know, if folks who are friends with me go back on on my own timeline on Face CIA books, you, you, when SETI first came out, you know, I was, you know, sort of lightly, I was, you know, listening to him, but seeing what else was going to be done. And I even put up a post, you know, I'm on the fence with, with SETI. And then I finally said, I am off the fence with SETI and, and I'll support him. And then he proceeds to do a video that says he's so crack so he can get to Kemet, so he could um, be initiated. And then he goes on um, the um, Council of White Supremacy, Congress, the, the Cow show with Gus T. Renegade now, and he proceeds to not be able to calm his damn self down even when the the host had his eight-year-old semi-co-hosting the show. So he's still in full city blast, and there is an eight-year-old on the on the phone listening and talking and introducing him and all that sort of stuff. So those two things, sort of, you know, after I came out, after I get off the fence and I say publicly I'm supporting this brother. So those are two things that happened that, that, that sort of put a bad taste in my mouth personally. Then said he came out and said that he was going to go all across the country. And and hold events But the purpose of the events Would be to organize With different people of like minds there And create, you know, organizations In these different areas And they would all be linked and all that sort of stuff And so I was like, yes There you go, that's what you need to be doing Take your YouTube celebrity And, and use it for organizational purposes And not just self-aggrandizement and I think we're two years removed from that, and I haven't heard of one damn organization that 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 Sarah Sutton said he has led or is leading. Um, and it, it, it does did does yeah, seem to be more about self-aggrandizement versus um, creating organizations in different states, in different cities, and then having them all linked and then moving in one voice to do certain things. So that put another bad taste in my mouth. But I um, – and then I saw some other videos where it was just stupidity and he's talking about how fresh his haircut is and all that sort of stuff, and I'm just sitting there going, oh, man – 
But I think for me, personally, Kamal McKay-Satuti, the last nail in the coffin was a friend of mine showed me the uh, a videotape that was put together by Irritated Genie called 21st Century Race Traders. And in there, you know, still shots, and I'm sure he's got video of it too, when Farah Sutton Seti, or, or Seti Intef, as he's called by some, when he was initiated, Irritated Genie was also there. He was part of, as if you if you listen to him tell the story, he was part of the voting committee to decide, you know, who who gets initiated and who doesn't. And so so Io is there. Irritated Genie is there. And he's showing the pictures. And so you see Ashwar Kwesi, Seti Intef, Sarasut and Seti, and Io and others all in the picture together. Irritated Genie. Irritated shared an oath that said he was supposed to take and that he did take, which basically said he would no longer use the N-word and do all the cussing, but especially the N-word. He would denounce that word. It was in the oath that he played on here. And I guess Again, listening to Irritated Genie, the vote was split, I guess, three and three or however many folks they got in the voting committee, but it was split. And so Irritated had the last remaining vote, and he voted for SETI to be initiated and, and get, go across, as they call it. And and it seems like the, the second day or the third day after, you know, SETI got back, and and did a video that that he threw that oath out the window because he went immediately back to the cussing and 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 and, and to the to the um, use of the n word and the b word and all that other sort of stuff. And so for me, if you go to Kemet and you take an oath in front of your peers and in front of your elders that you will no longer use certain speech. And then the moment you get outside of eye shot, you spit on that oath and you go right back to that behavior that you just swore that you were going to stop doing. That, to me, shows someone with a lack of um, credibility, with a lack of integrity, and someone who is spitting on the traditions of our ancestors and our people. And I, Kamal McCasey Tahuti, and we here at Africa's Reascension can no longer say that we're in support of that. Being a bit younger, growing up in the hip-hop generation, I was willing to give them a pass on the cussing. I really was, and I would be arguing with other folks about it to some degree. But you took an oath. And, 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 and my friend who showed me the video, one thing that he brought up is SETI is good and quick on doing videos, blasting everyone, <laughs> all the naysayers who come at him and whatever, whatnot. He, and, and he follows this BS more than I do. He has said he has yet 
to see Seti come back with a response to this. So, in the interest of fairness, if 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 Seti Intef, Sarasut and Seti has done a response to irritated genies. Um, claim that he took an oath saying he would no longer use the N-word and the B-word and all that, and he would clean up, and he's responded to that, please, you know, hit me up in the different type of ways that you can, either on Facebook or or through my email, and shoot shoot me that link so I can watch it and see what he got to say about it. But from the video and from Irritated Genie's perspective, because that's, you know, what I saw, um, Sarah's in the wrong, and and he he's lost credibility and integrity for me with that move. Don't take the oath if you know you're still gonna do it, or if you're gonna take that oath, that African oath, then abide by it, and 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 do what you say you're gonna do. And at some point, you got to know when to use that type of cussing and when not to. If you are on the block talking with the young bloods, then yeah, okay. But if you are given, if you, I mean, I doubt if he'd ever want to speak at ASCAC or 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 or, or Nesby or or Sankofa Conference, something like that. If you ever wanted to, then you know you got to check all that crazy language at the door. Oh man. Uh, so yeah. But then Umar, you know, I've I've seen different elders have already called him out on it. You know, it made Jet Magazine. I've heard folks talking about it in Canada. He has definitely tore his draws um, with that whole thing. Um, and, you know, with Umar, I, I, I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. And I saw him when he was just getting big. And the one thing that he kept doing, kept doing to get his name out there, was that he was a descendant of Frederick Douglass. <laughs> and I can remember, you know, whole, almost half of the speech where he was talking, he was talking about his connection and all that with Douglass and all that sort of stuff. And so then recently, for it to come out from the estate of the Douglas family that Umar Johnson is in no way related to us and he needs to cease and desist saying it is very interesting and I think telling. Don't lie to get your name out there because yeah, he he stopped doing that now. He even slowed down doing it before you know, that, that letter came out from the estate, and I had noticed that. But in the beginning, that was almost the, almost the second or third paragraph sentence that he would put out. Oh, yeah, I'm connected to Frederick Dulles, so I got that in my blood. And now it's come out from the estate that you lie. That is problematic. That is very problematic. Um, giving yourself the title or being allowed or letting other people allowing other people to give you the title of prince of pan Africanism um, borders on again self aggrandizement 
Um, and I have yet to come across a full YouTube or, or Vimeo or Ustream or Blog Talk or anything talk from Umar by him laying down that he even knows and understands the history of Pan-Africanism and or the future directions where it needs to go. So if you're just using the term as in all black folks need to get together, that's one thing. But if you're going to call yourself the prince of Pan-Africanism, then for someone like me who grew up in this on Pan-Africanism and was in a Pan-African Associations of America, then I will assume Or I used to assume that you know the history of it, and we can talk about it, and you can we can talk about the 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 the, um, good good stuff that came out of it, the bad stuff that came out of different conferences. Why the last one or or the last big one was an abject failure, and what would need to be done, and all that sort of stuff. I you know, and maybe he can, and maybe I just haven't come across it, or. Maybe it's another self-aggrandizement thing to um, big up yourself. Um, so, so, so those are two things that me, I'm just speaking for myself now, come out in the case of the hoodie, that put a bad taste in my mouth for Brother Umar, as well as um, not having any plans whatsoever for this school and getting offended when people ask him for the plans for the school, what's the curriculum going to be like? What's a few names of the people that you want to hire to be um, administrators and or teachers? Um, do you have any qualifications for running a school? What's in your you know, background that lets folks know that you have the ability to run a, a, a school or be an administrator of a school? Um, are you going to be a teacher uh, in the school or are you just going to be an administrator and just handling um, fundraising by going around doing speeches and getting money? Um, but just, just stuff like that, answers to those questions, laying it all out. I have yet to see that, and that's been a major complaint from a lot of people. And then when I see that folks, you know, folks, there are some folks that got an axe to grind with him, and so I can understand them being pissed. But there are also other folks who legitimately have tried to humbly ask him those questions, and I have per- and he would get mad at them for asking those questions. And so to me, that's very problematic. What's the business plan? What's the curriculum? What's, what's some of your ideas? Lay some of that out, and not just maybe in a speech, which I don't know if it's been done or not, but that needs to be some written down shit too, where we can go to your website, plans for this school I'm trying to do, and boom, click it, and boom, 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 boom. And then at least folks can say, well, okay, I got at least you got a plan. I might have issues with A, B, J, K, and W, but at least he got some plan. But I ain't even heard or seen a damn plan, so that's problematic too. Um, the 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 whole conscious stripper thing that's that's crazy and out there. Um, so yes, yeah, so Umar Johnson Abdullah, and there's been some question about if he's really got got a PhD or not. Some folks have tried to trace it and find it, and they've come up empty. I haven't verified that or not. I just know that that's been another thing that's been put out there on him as well. So. The Umar Seti beef 
stupid, embarrassing for the larger black community in, in some respects. Um, it, 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 it shows that we are still wedded to loud-talking charlatans who don't produce works. Still wedded to charismatic leaders who don't freaking produce. If you want to just create a whole bunch of videos and be, you know, a, a, a DVD person, do that. But don't call yourself a general. Don't say you're organizing nothing. Just do that and get your hits and get your money from YouTube and, you know, be about it like that. But don't cast yourself as something else and and, and, and then then – Embarrass the larger black community uh, with with all the other BS. Then everyone who's ever been to one of your lectures, everyone who's ever brought you to their town, now looking at everyone else who voted to bring them in, like, damn, how, how we get caught up in this? How we miss these signs? You know, that, that goes for both of them. And so that whole beef is just stupid. And and I don't know if either one of them are going to recover from it. Both their stocks had already been going down a bit anyway. Um, I don't know if SETI is flatlined yet, but Umar probably is flatlined from this. And so, um, yeah, took care of those two. The other stupid thing within the black <laughs> stolen African world that I'll talk about briefly is the whole – um, diatribe, overblown diatribe on the metanature hasn't been translated. And again, a good friend of mine brought up there's a difference between being deciphered and being translated. And while, yes, it has been deciphered via um, the Rosetta Stone and deciphering is just mean, you know, a set of letters corresponding to a different set of letters, which then you can um, extrapolate either words or meaning from. Translate, on the other hand, means you understand it from one language and then you're taking that understanding and putting it into another language. It may could be argued that they haven't fully, fully, hear that, been translated just because there has to be deeper meanings behind why we, ancient Kemet, use the symbols that we use for either single letters or double letters or triple letters or sometimes concepts. There has to be deeper meanings for why I think, what, K is an owl? Why is an owl the letter K? Why is the letter T you know, I don't have it all right in front of me. I'm trying to do it off the top of my head. But I think T is like a staircase or something like that. But but just why were those particular symbols used to express, again, single letters, double letters, triple letters, or full concepts? That part hasn't been translated yet. But the whole notion 
that not books are being written, DVDs are being made, debates were almost had saying that the whole thing ain't been true. To me, I thought it was a dumb argument in the beginning. And I know everyone is piggybacking off of Walter Williams. And for me, again, I'm speaking for myself, when you understand the African worldview and what that is, when you then read anybody's white or black translation of some of the comedic documents and stuff on the wall, it fully goes in line with the African worldview. All the concepts, the, the, the different way the folks live their lives, how they interacted with superiors and inferiors and all of that, fully jives with African worldview. So for me, that alone said that there was something correct about the decipherment and partial translation of the metanature. But, again, my buddy, Quasi Ross, sort of brought it home when he said, if they hadn't been deciphered or translated, we'd have known it a long time ago because the medical papyrus, we've been able to tell that it was BS because nothing in the medical papyrus would have jived. All of the mathematics within the mathematical papyrus wouldn't wouldn't make sense. The, the, the Pythagorean theorem wouldn't exist. It wouldn't be here. That has been validated through the decipherment of the metanature. So the mathematics papyrus and the medical papyrus, those two things alone, alone, let it be known that, yes, damn it, the metanature has at least been deciphered and partially translated. So you got African worldview continuity, meaning when you read spiritual literature or, or interact spiritually with different groups on the continent, Akan, Yoruba, Ewe, Igbo, whatever, whatever, you get that worldview down. And then you read the, 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 the metanature from ancient Kemet, those two things jive hand in hand. They they coincide. Um, and Brother Theophile Obanga in, in his book, um, African Philosophy um, in the Time of the Pharaohs, he, he lays out stuff and he makes connections between ancient Kemet and inner Africa. So the African worldview is fully on display within the decipherment and partial translation of the metanature but also the medical papyrus and the mathematic papyrus. If they hadn't been deciphered and partially translated, you wouldn't be able to reduplicate none of that stuff in there. But since you can, it has been deciphered, and I, I still say partially translated because it, 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 it did come from um, the, understanding the Greek And then they made the, the letter to letter You know connections that way And translate that way But what Kemet specifically meant With the choice of the letters and, and, and the images for the letters That hasn't been translated yet We don't know that part But that's not what these knucklehead fools Are talking about When they doing they they, they, they doing other crazy stuff And Shaka, you, Shaka Amos, you get props for bringing up the fact that that um, so-called secret initiate language 
solely was was talked about and comes through white chick Madame Blavatsky um, and Senzar, yeah, that whole thing. Um, no one else knows about it except Madame Blavatsky. That right there should let you know it's problematic. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so that whole foolishness is just craziness. Um, and I guess we will go ahead and do a little bit of overtime. I see we got about five minutes left in the show because I want to say a little bit, got to say a little bit about freaking Donald Trump as the president of this country. I just couldn't believe it. Couldn't imagine it the day before, you know, I'm following the media like everybody else. And, okay, Hillary, I heard, you know, had at least a nine-point lead going in, and nobody saw that coming. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to save that for the hardcore folks. So we got six minutes left. 760-454-1111 is our call-in number. If you want to continue listening live, that's the number you call in, and um, you can listen on your phone or another listening device because at 11 in five minutes, the live version for folks listening on the computer will um, cut off. And so the only way you'll be able to continue live is listening on your phone. And so, therefore, you would call in at 760-454-1111 in the next five minutes, 30 seconds. Um, Also, with the folks that's already in the call queue, if you did have a question or a comment, um, press the number one on your keypad, and then the microphone will light up on on the switchboard here, and we will bring you in live. The way we do it is we just read the area code and the first three digits of your phone number. We don't read out the whole thing. Um, that's not cool. And just we do that so we know that we have brought you on at live, and then um, say your piece, and we go from there. Um, again, seven six zero four five four one 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 one. That's our call-in number. Uh, and so, yeah, if nobody calls in and no one has any shares anything in the chat, I'll say a quick spiel about Trump. Um, again, talk a little bit about what we'll do next week, and then we'll wrap it up. So, yes, yeah, so what we're going to do is we'll get into the Trump mispresidency after we come back from um after after the break is made. So we still got some time. So what we're going to do is, yeah, play another K. Reno song. This one again, I didn't do it on purpose. This is coming from the American Heroes album. This one, unlike the other two, just focuses on lyrical flow and lyrical ability. So, again, hip-hop heads who like lyrics should really, really love this. This song is called Impossible, and and the stuff that he does and says is just like, wow. It, it puts You can put everybody who's played on the radio all together, and this one song rips them apart. Impossible by K. Reno. 
here at Africa's Reascension. Whatever the imagination breathes, that I shall do. <laughs> I'm nothing like you. Nothing like you. What you deem to be impossible comes easy for me. Watch and see. I generate thought waves without using my brain. I flooded out rain and then I set fire to flame. I listen to silent music, made dumb look stupid. Somehow I'm doing sign language with no hand movement. Be the dead man of death, made tired as lazy. I dropped phrases that drove insanity crazy. Half a tank across country, didn't run no gas out. Got liquor drunk and made unconsciousness pass out. See, I'm the creator of whispering thunder. I shot a bullet and counted past infinite numbers. I was walking behind my stalker while he was stalking, parking with out of car and left smoke choking and coughing with left car two text and ejected the ref out shot step and made a phone answer itself eyes closed shut when i stare human hug in a bath walking around with a pillow suffocating the air don't try cause only i can make pain cry the main guy dropped lines that got cocaine high why i'll hang a while combine rename your child i pissed off happiness and made anger smile i can't even hear the noise that i make i just rolled the alligator then i poisoned the snake hard to handle when my energy I'm verbally channeling Standing across the room and saw calmness panicking Planning to leave, understanding, quickly confused Picture these moves, what I do can make victory lose If he a star, it ain't smart for you to pick me to spar Stick every ball, hard enough to split a brick with a straw The plane I'm on is wingless, but still I fly with it On a freezing hot day, chilling, sipping on dry liquid No sounds at night time because of the shy crickets I was speeding slow and gave a constable five tickets I eat from fruit trees that grew without seeds I wrote three or four books before I knew how to read I should've started a school What a marvelous dude At a quarter to two I'm swimming in a waterless pool Anthems, I wrote a few I got some pamphlets to show to you Glamorous quotables Doing a camera's photo shoot Rearranged every dictionary definition Main came with so much game I made repetition change I'm strange Provoke me is what I want you to do Stronger than you I'm sick enough to give pneumonia the flu Mouth wire closed Words still magically spoke Brain fast and remote vocals Made gravity float I laid my first from the roof I wasn't even in the booth, missile proof. I'm the one who taught honesty the truth. All rhymes disintegrated as soon as I said mine. I reassessed time and gave eternity a deadline. Made 29 bullets shoot out of a peace sign. Leading from behind and going sightseeing with the blind. Craft under the ocean, submarines in the sky. I'm so sublime, I can make you have dreams when you die. <laughs> Body bag, 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 body bag
radio went viral. Modern day legends fear margarine, keep us in this cycle. Paradigm must shift. If a if was a grip, we would all be rich. But that if more like a fifth. Grab our droop, two fanny loose, go out in the blaze. Then get bland up, hands up, hashtag by my name, I bet. Some don't even sense a threat, just flame slap on the wrist, pat on the back, and got assistance in brother's lane. Police don't need nobody tags. More pigs need to be in body tags. Police don't need nobody chance. More pigs need to be in body tags. Still being civil, still holding candlelight vigils. Purple popping pistol, crack of restraint. Not even inches, that ain't double standards. That ain't privilege, though. They don't sympathize, it is what it is, though. Statistics is wicked, I'm convinced. They train to kill the black and the innocent. You can't tell me different. Blue wall of violence, been here, check the data, homie. Same amount of Bodies way before them camera phones. Law enforcement job is carry on draconian imperatives regardless of personal motives. They say the KKK infiltrated the force. Damn, watch some Negro right now calling them folks. Damn. Police don't need nobody chance. More pigs need to be in body bags. Police don't need nobody chance. More pigs need to be in body bags. 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 Rest in power, Seville Smith. City caught fire. Your stars still lit. Fresh off papers, I'm in the field dipping. With the steel grip, black unity is real strength. I cook a pig, but I don't eat the poor. Freedom or death, I'm like either or. Always following the lead and more. Don't put a million prayers. Put them underneath the floor. Who wanna be the king? Which one? More in the Rodney. I be midnight riding. Me and Doc Mighty. Bomani, true and hairy and shoddy. Hell aiming for heads while saying green. Prepare for the bodies. Body bag. All right, we are back. Africa's Reascension. This is your host, Kamal McCasey Tahuti. Um, a little bit of overtime here for our dedicated folks. Because um, if you hadn't called in by now, your computer feed has went out, and you'll have to catch everything else on the archive downloads. So I want to thank the folks who are in our call queue now listening live. Again, if you question or comment, just press one on the keypad and we'll bring you in live. Otherwise, we'll say a little bit (sighs) about the possible horrible next four years um, and then be out. So, yes. So, so, Kamala Casey Dehudi, I do not vote. I do not take part in this um, American politics system and I follow the um, the logic of George Carlin, that white boy, <laughs> before he passed in the sense of I'm not a voter, which means you can't blame me for not voting um, because I'm not a part of the process. You actually believed in the process and voted, so you are the main ones to get complaints on, um, not those that didn't vote. And it's especially even more pertinent now in the sense that um, even with, Three million, I think the number is, on the popular vote that Hillary had over Trump, because that was his father's name, D-R-U-M-P-H. Those three million, that three million point lead in the popular vote didn't make a difference because Trump got more of that electoral college vote. And so if you don't know about that electoral college, 
then you really shouldn't be talking about people voting. Go out and vote, go out and vote. You need to be lobbying the Electoral College to, to get them to do certain things. But anyway, so, yeah, so that's my stance. But I do follow this stuff. I do watch the news programs and, and mainstream stuff and alternative stuff, not alternative as in Breitbart and Bannon and that stupid stuff. When I say alternative, I mean um, I mean stuff like RT. RT.com, Russian, <laughs> Russian, Russia Today, which ironically enough is now supposedly allegedly caught up. Well, Russia in general is allegedly caught up in supposedly helping Trump win. Um, I don't know about that. I can't verify that or not. I did look at the document, and that document didn't give any, you know, specifics. They just, you know, says we have reason to strongly believe that. Yeah. I did not see Obama coming. I, I did not think this country would elect a black person as president. Yes, I do see him as black. I don't get caught up in that skin coloration BS. You can have super dark-skinned people that hate us. You can have super light-skinned people that love us. And so um, light-skinned folks do not come out the womb hating or loving themselves. It's all a part on parental and, and, and larger communal um, socialization. So whichever socialization process a light-skinned person or a dark-skinned person is a part of, that determines if they're going to be down with us um, or not. But just coming out the womb based on skin tone, that does not let you know if they're going to be down for black folks or not. And it just irks me how folks will throw all light-skinned folks under the bus for no real reason. Ain't heard nothing come out their mouth just because they light-skinned, call them a mulatto, and just they no good. I don't do that. Africa's Reascension don't do that. Most of the folks that I deal with, we don't do that. It's about um, your character and what you say and what you do. And so Stanley Crouch and 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 who else? Um I'm forgetting people because we could say Skip and Cornell and, and folks of that ilk, Michael Eric Dyson, all of them, they not like super, super light skin, but the, and, and Stanley Crouch is blue, black, dark. Oh, Armstrong Williams. Let me go that angle. You got Stanley Crouch. You got Armstrong Williams, folks who are double, triple black, and they hate everything black. Hate it. Hate it, hate it. Clarence Thomas, dark skin brother, hate black. So 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 why so so no one is going as far as throwing all dark skinned people under the bus because of those three examples, but for some reason some folks want to throw all light skinned people under the bus for no reason at all, and I'm against that. Africa's reascension is against that. Even what's his name? Michael Clark, David Clark, the, the that fool sheriff from from Milwaukee. He's a dark skinned brother, and he's down with Trump. And on my timeline right now, somebody got him in a picture with Donald Trump standing on top of a damn tank and looking all you know vanglorious and all that sort of stuff. So so no, we don't get caught up in the skin politics here at Africa's Reascension. Um, 
I was going somewhere else with that. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So, so yeah. Oh, that's what I was doing. So, yeah. So, I didn't see Barack Obama coming. I remember white colleagues was asking me about that, and I was like, no, nah, he ain't going to be president. And so, he got president. And then I just knew he was going to be assassinated. And he was assassinated. So, and he definitely didn't get another term. Okay, he got another term. So, okay. So, eight years, Obama's in and out. Um, yes, it did look cute to to have a black family in the White House. Yes, it was good. This was the first non-scandal-ridden presidency like ever. <laughs> um, yes, it was good to hear him, to hear Obama, O-B-O-M-B-A, do his um, spiel at the uh, correspondence dinners and, you know, roasting people and doing the jokes and all that all that was cool and the swagger that his wife had, you know, hooking up with the sports teams, doing the dunks and turn up for what with turn ups and the, all that was cool. But that wasn't substance. None of that was substance. It was cool to look at. He is known as the drone president. All the stuff that he bombed, all the people that he has deported. All of the things that weren't said by him about Mumia, about Afini, about Asada, excuse me, um, him not going to the conference on racism, really, as a black man, <laughs> light skin, dark skin, you still black, so you should know about racism. You can't even go to the racism conference. Uh, you deliberately twice come out and say you ain't going to expunge Marcus Garvey's um, BS record. I mean, he just, there was just a few things. Like, if he would have did the Marcus Garvey thing, you know what I'm saying, quite a few black folks would have went ahead and gave him a pass. If he would have released, if, you know, he did all those pardons at the end of his term, slide in Mumia, slide in Russell Maroon Schultz. You know, slide in some uh, 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 Matulu, Shakur, you know, slide in some of those political prisoners. It's cool, you know, you let out some folks that have some BS drug charges, you know, the three strikes crap and no, you know, no intent to distribute, you know, just smoking it themselves. They got caught up, whatever, crazy judge, going to give them a whole bunch of jail time. You, you know, you commuted their sentences and all that, you know, much props to that. And all the black folks who are now home with their families out of the crazy-ass jail system, you know, thank you for doing that, ex-President Obama. But if you wanted to really get some pull or better pull in the black community, there was so many things. Even if you ain't want to do it in the first term, after you got elected for the second term, all all gloves should have been off and you could have did a few things. I don't know. But anyway, this ain't a Obama diatribe. This is a Trump diatribe. So I didn't see Obama coming. So, yeah, eight years he's in. I'm watching all the debates. I'm seeing, you know, Trump, all the stuff that he's saying, very entertaining, but very low on substance. And, now of course, we could say, 
out of all the times you've had high substance with the politicians and their debates and the stuff didn't come to fruition, you know why I listen to more dry talks about policies that they're eventually going to um, renege on. Yeah, okay, I got that. But I don't think any country's president should be in front of a microphone, in front of hundreds of millions of people, Talking about your penis size, I, I, I just don't see anywhere where that would be okay. The South Korea guy ain't did that. Even, even the Philippines guy ain't did that. I mean, there's some you know interesting other presidents that's out there, but ain't nobody taking pissing contests on national TV talking about penis size like Trump was doing, little hands and big hands and all that sort of stuff. So that was just crazy. I thought he was going to be dead in the water when that videotape came out and grab him by the, you know, and I'm trying to hit on this married woman and do all this and do all that. I I thought that might have been the death nail. Again, I'm following what everybody else is saying. Um, It was a good power play by Drumpster then. (laughs) That next debate pull out some of the women that that, um, who have said, Bill touched him inappropriately or did stuff and had them, you know, in the front row on the debate when Hillary and Bill was there. That that was <laughs> that was an interesting move. That was a boss move right there. Um, and again, master media manipulator that Trump is, you know, that helped take a lot of the heat off of him and put it back on Hillary and Bill and all that sort of stuff. And and the whole thing, while I have said certain things with my mouth. This person has actually done certain things. That that you know, I think that did resonate and hit home to make that that video have less steam. But just the fact that nobody, none of the pundits, none of the folks that's been looking at this, studying this for twenty, thirty, forty years, saw this coming. Even Fox, I remember, because I, I watch Fox. Yes, you heard it here. Kamal McCasey the Hootie does watch Fox. Because long time ago, I learned that you've got to know what the other side is saying so you can best be able to defend and destroy it. But if you never listen to the other side and never know what they're talking about, they can blindside you with some stuff because you don't even know what their argument is and, and or the best ways to attack it. So, yes, I do listen to the other side. And actually, let me, let me clear that up. There is no other side with white folks. Whether I'm listening to MSNBC or whether I'm listening to Fox, it's still white world terror domination or white supremacy. It's the same side of it's the same coin, two different sides. Uh, one is is the, the the nicer racist bastard, and the other one is the in your face racist bastard. But at the end of the day, they both racist bastards, and they probably haven't lunch together by them with each other. So while you jump in from hoop to hoop, Democrat, Republican, Democrat, Republican, most of these crackers don't see it that way, and they be on the same side, having dinner with each other, behind closed doors, making the back deals. But then in public, they make it seem like they hate each other and they going at each other and all that sort of stuff. Most of these Democrats and Republicans share cabs, share meals, share wives, just all that, share women. Yeah, so I don't get caught up in that. One side is better than the other and all that sort of stuff. And No, no, no. But so I do watch Fox. And so the night before, 
when Fox want to seem credible and, and, you know, like they have, they have an elder statesman, Charles Krautheimer, you know, some crotchety old, old guy who I guess is in a wheelchair or whatnot. But when they want to have, you know, like all the hosts give him deference and let him talk even a little bit longer, they don't usually jump in and cut him off. I mean, you know, Megyn Kelly and Hannity, all of them, Bill, give Krautheimer deference. So when he talks, they listen. He had even said, I don't see a chance of, of, of Trump winning. Uh, we just have to prepare ourselves for Hillary and yada, yada, boop, de boop. So, you know, that night at Monday going into Tuesday, I'm basically like, okay, that's a wrap. All the exit polls are saying Hills is going to win. Fox has basically conceded the Hills is going to win, all that sort of stuff. And so, you know, 7, 8 o'clock, some of the first polls started closing and all that, and Trump get this and Trump gets that and Trump get this and Trump get that. And then they 9 o'clock comes, 10 o'clock comes, and they go into, you know, they're showing. And I'm flipping back channel to channel. I'm watching Fox. I'm watching CNN. I'm watching ABC. You know, I'm trying to see – Who's projecting? Of course, you know Fox would project for Trump quicker than all the other channels. But more than likely, was the case. Um, all the other channels came around to the Fox projections after a while. Of course, I think Fox was the first one to call it for Trump. And and I'm just sitting there looking at the TV as the numbers go, as you know. Florida goes to Trump and Wisconsin goes to Trump and Michigan goes to Trump and North Carolina, Pennsylvania, all these states, they kept saying they <clears throat> they got to go with Hillary and, and, and Obama had them before. And so Hillary just got to hold them and you just see them turn and turn and Trump. And I'm just sitting there going, oh, snap, really? And so knowing that it's always hidden hands and folks behind the scenes that really elect, they just give y'all Americans the illusion like y'all are doing something, I still don't have a good answer to why the the hidden hand establishment decided to put Trump in. Outside of the fact they're, they're maybe seeing some I don't want to sound all doom and gloom, but maybe some of the folks, and then this is all conjecture now, maybe the folks that are are the hidden hands running stuff, maybe they see America getting to a resource, what word am I looking for, Um, a resource standstill. And that America will need to be in a place to where they can forcefully go in and get certain resources that they may need to survive and continue. And the nice, more um, long-term approach of the Democrats wouldn't be enough to do it, and so they needed um, not only a, a heavy hand, but a non-establishment heavy hand to get those, to muster those particular resources that they feel that they need for America's continuance. 
because the oil piece is really going to become a factor over the next coming years and where to get it from um, more cheaply from an American standpoint. Um, There's another resource I was thinking about that. Oh, water. A few folks have been talking about how water may be the next um, scarce commodity, um, as well as a few other things. Again, like I say, I'm still trying to figure it out. I, 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 I just don't see how Trump fits into. The, the, the larger plan and why those who are behind the scenes who we don't know who are pulling the strings, why they decided to have him get in. Um, you know, time will tell. I know one of the big predictions with, with Obama was that he was going, you know, set up AFRICOM on the continent. And while he hasn't, you know, fully, fully done that, Military bases on the continent has um, grown exponentially under his watch, um, and, and we know that there's a proposal, I think, somewhere in Nigeria to build um, a drone creation station on, in the continent. And so, wow! And, and, and you know, for folks who've been, oh, is it is it Glenn Terse, Glenn or Greg Terse? Or Tercy, T-U-R-S-E, I think that's his name He has been a good I think he's a white boy He has been good at, at, at Digging up what's been going on In Africa presently As far as, again, with drones And with AFRICOM And, and the military presence In Africa And so if you can dig up Okay, we still have If you can dig up his stuff Let me double check if I got that name right. Um, no. That's one problem with Nick Terse. I'm sorry. Nick Dig him up. He he's doing some very interesting work. Yeah, the book one of the books that I have, I need to dig more into it, is called Tomorrow's Battlefield US Proxy Wars and Secret Operations in Africa. Um that that's one that I have. But he you know, he's got a yeah. Yeah, he, he was the one that reported US military is building a one hundred million dollar drone base in Africa. And so a lot of this stuff took place under Obama's watch. And, you know, we don't, I don't necessarily see Trump stopping it, but, but we, we really gave Obama a big-ass pass just because he had skin to look like us, um, and that, that's going to come back and be a mistake. But now we got this clown in and... But speaking of clowns, Talladega College, Talladega College, it's a college down in Alabama, it's a historically black university, and these 
fools <laughs> decided to, out of everybody else who said no, including Howard, they decided to go ahead and perform at Trump's inauguration. <sighs> Armstrong Williams, that super cool, super duper cool who graduated from South Carolina State University, he op- he offered to pay the 60000 to get the marching band, the travel costs for now. Um, they, we don't know if they accepted the offer or not. Um, Dr. Billy C. Hawkins is the president. He was the one who decided to go ahead and have them play at the damn thing. They set up a GoFundMe page. Like after the school was like, we ain't giving you no money to go embarrass your ass, um, they decided to do a GoFundMe page. And so he then also then went on television and he, you know, letting everyone know that, yeah, we're going to be the only HBCU to embarrass everybody and be at, at Trump's inauguration, and so we need help. And so they say it skyrocketed. After um, he did that, he went on TV and, and told folks about the GoFundMe page. So, from the GoFundMe page, and I just checked it an hour ago, they end up raising, and they shut it down now, they end up raising $675,555. That's from the GoFundMe. And then you had um, Armstrong Williams who probably went ahead and did it and gave at least 60000 for them to be able to travel here to D.C. to embarrass themselves. So basically, Talladega College, this HBCU in Alabama, got roughly $700,000 from the GoFundMe and from the, the, the travel expense paid for. So that, that, that's how much money they got, roughly. Almost a little bit over seven hundred thousand to go play for Trump, and I'm sitting here and I'm like, "Did y'all need money that bad?" And if y'all did need money that bad, then if you're gonna sell out, right, <laughs> shoot for the damn stars. Trump is a businessman. He wheels and deals. He's always talking about deals. President Hawkins, you couldn't have talked to Trump or some of Trump's people and secured a deal of a big amount of money. Now, maybe he did, and then no one's talking about it publicly, and maybe in four, five, six, ten years we'll find out they did cut a deal to do it. In including the GoFundMe page money and including Armstrong Williams' offer. Um, I'm just like, you know, 10 million, 20 million, you know, go big. (laughs) 
if you're going to do something that's going to ridicule you, the school, the legacy of the school, the legacy of the band, that all black folks are going to be talking about you, you know, when, when, when it's time for folks to talk about where they want to go to college and if they're going to think about HBCU and they think about Talladega, everybody's immediately going to say, hell no, I ain't going to them. They played at Trump's inauguration. They did what? Oh, hell no. If you're going to do all that, then set yourself up and the school up for decades and decades to come. But no, black folks are small-sighted, small-thinking, and this school barely got a million dollars. They didn't even get cl- Like I said, I gave you the numbers. From their GoFundMe page, 675555 and then Armstrong Williams um, offered to pay um, – 60000 to get all those fools in the band here to D.C. and back. So if you put those two together, that's a little bit over $700,000. So they don't even get a million dollars, and they embarrass themselves nationwide and globally because the BB, when I first, the first article I read about it came from BBC. <laughs> so, so even outside of America, Folks is laughing at Talladega going, what the hell is y'all problem? And if you going to sell out, then sell out for some big-ass bucks, $10 million, $20 million. Then, you know, I'd be like, okay, yeah, they, 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 the only black HBCU that played at Trump's college, at, at Trump's inauguration, but they worked out a deal and got $20 million for the school, $30 million. You know what I'm saying? That that. Have a little bit of honey over over some BS, but not even eight hundred thousand for that embarrassment for all that lost future revenue. It wasn't worth the risk, bro. Unless you just gonna pocket all that money yourself and resign. I, I, I that that was not a good call, not a good look on your end. If the school is about to close. I'm sure you could have worked out a deal with Trump because you're always talking about deal maker, let's make good deals, all that sort of stuff. But that, again, that shows the short sightedness of black folks not even, you know, looking at a larger picture, just being stupid, short sighted, and small dreams. So, yeah. Lastly, this this these cabinet picks. Rex Tillerson, Secretary of State, racist-ass Jeff Sessions for Attorney General. Um, What's her name? Elizabeth Warren tried to read Coretta Scott King's speech where she was blasting him for a lower position. And then McConnell, you know, told her to sit down and said she's an embarrassment. But then I saw something. I didn't confirm this. I saw something on my CIA book feed that said some white boy senator or something then proceeded after her to read the speech in its entirely, entirety and was not sat down. So not only if you had some racism going on, we don't want to hear from no Coretta Scott King, Mitch McConnell, but then you definitely got sexism going on that you're going to sit the woman down, Elizabeth Warren, but you're going to let the white boy talk if if it's confirmed that he did hook it up and didn't read it. But but the stuff that Sessions has been said to have said back in the past, you know, is just 
out there and crazy, but now he's freaking attorney general. That basically says open seasons on the darkies and the Mexicans and whoever, you can beat them with impunity and kill them and all that because now the DOJ is led by a fellow non-white hater who probably won't open investigations and won't use those resources to do it. At least Eric Holder did. Um, Again, most of them didn't come out in our favor, but, you know, that was one option or hope for some folks, you know, raise it up to the attorney general level, let Eric Holder look at it, and then maybe some justice will come. Um, So it didn't come in most cases with Eric Holder, but it's definitely, definitely not going to come under crazy-ass, racist-ass Jeff Sessions. Um, Education Secretary Betsy DeVos, I don't know much about her, but she's, you know, from Michigan. I'm from Detroit. Um, I was out of Detroit by the time she got there. Um, She's a major GOP donor, and everything I'm hearing from her, she's, like, not only just bad for the education sector, but she's going to be bad for charter schools, um, the good ones and the bad ones. Um, she, <laughs> I'm hearing, you know, unverified stuff, but I'm hearing she's been doing illegal stuff. She's been opening schools just to get the funding, uh, putting her own cronies in certain places so they can get the funding and they can give her some of the stuff. Some, some money because she put them there in the first place. I mean, this is just going to be bad from top to freaking bottom. Um, homeschool collectives, independent blacks institutions, independent African institutions, those have to be on the rise again because even the charter schools are going to be, the, 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 the black charter schools is, is going to have a hard time during her push and if you're in the public school, um, it's going to even be worse. So that's that's a bad look. And we should be – see, that if nothing else, the Trump regime should be having all of us stolen Africans look for independent means of doing stuff, whether it's creation of independent stuff or supporting independent stuff that's already exists. Um yeah, the, the 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 CB schools, the independent black institutions, should have a big uptick these next four years, assuming um, Trump gets the whole four years, because the education secretary is going to make things tough. I feel um, Secretary of Health Human Services Tom Price don't know a lot about him. Uh, secretary of Transportation Elaine Chow, um, she served under Bush. <laughs> I guess Papa Bush, um, as the Labor Secretary, um, how many jobs were created during that time? That should answer that question. Secretary of the Treasury, Stephen Munchen. Secretary of Commerce, Wilbur Ross. Secretary of Defense, General Racist-Ass James Mattis, who already been confirmed and was very interesting, he said some stuff that Dylan Roof quoted 
um, in his manifesto when he was shooting up the, the, the nine folks where he was. So that gives you an idea of Mattis's mentality. And now this dude <laughs> is running Secretary of Defense. This country is about to see quite a few wars or quite a few major skirmishes over the next four years, assuming Trump is in there for four years with Mad Dog Mattis. Mad Dog Racist Mattis. Mad Dog I Hate Everybody Who Ain't White. Mattis as Secretary of Defense. Horrible, horrible times coming. Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, Hood Ben Carson. Mr. Always Looking Comatose, Mr. <laughs> Got an IV full of Ambien going through his veins, is going to be running housing and, and, and urban development. Someone who is as out of touch with black folks as Donald Trump is, but now he's heading an area that will be that will impact a huge amount of the folks that he's out of touch with. So um, expect homelessness to rise through the roof. Um, I would say even expect um, certain areas that once were black to either lose funding or just start the process of changing demographically under um, Dr. Ben Carson, neurosurgeon who has no experience whatsoever as a housing and urban development secretary being that boss. Homeland Security, John Kelly. While I don't know much about him, I am gl- I, I'd rather pick this guy as, as, as Homeland Security than another name like the Michael Clark, the sheriff guy, Michael or David, the the, the the super coon, had his name on the list for Homeland Security. If he would have gotten Homeland Security, it would have been really open season on black folks led by a, a black skin guy. Um, so I'm, I'm personally happy he did not get the Homeland Security position. Uh, but now, of course, we got to uh, look more deeply into this General John Kelly and see what he could possibly do. Um, Secretary of the Interior, Ryan Zinke. Secretary of Energy, Rick Perry. The same guy who wanted to abolish the Energy Department is now running that same department. Go figure that. Uh, Veteran Affairs, David Shulkin. Don't know much about him personally. Um, Secretary of Agriculture, um, former Governor Sonny Perdue. Um, Labor Secretary Alexander Acosta, after the other guy, <laughs> got they got booted out. And so now they've got their first Hispanic on the Trump cabinet. I remember they was talking about that. Amarosa got her an appointed position on, on not on the cabinet, but within the, the entourage. That's crazy as hell. Ambassador to the UN, Nikki Haley, um, a, 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 an Indian from India who got rid of her name and made sure she don't look none Indian, probably, this is conjecture, probably ain't talked to her parents in the last 10, 20 years. Uh, But now she's supposed to be the ambassador to the UN. So a self-hating person running a position that's supposed to be, I won't say compassion, but 
the U.S. ambassador to the U.N., you dealing with other folks who don't look like you and, and, and working out deals and stuff like that, that's, I don't know how the hell that's going to work. Um, I mean, all these folks just have no experience in doing what they're doing. Small business administrator, um, Linda McMahon. Yes, I do watch wrestling, so I know who Linda McMahon is. So when I heard that she was tapped and already confirmed on February 14th. And it was, I hear nothing as far as any talk or any nothing about it. It was just in and out quickly, boom, boom, boom. So she's confirmed she's small business administrator. She was a top donor to Trump throughout the campaign. Um, Trump has been on WWE network television uh, multiple times in the past, even had a big, huge match with Vince McMahon. Now, those two didn't fight. They both had surrogates um, to fight in their place, but that shows you how much of a relationship they have, have pet presentance. And so that's definitely, you know, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. I've donated to your campaign. We've brought you into our wrestling world. And so now this is Trump giving back, giving Linda, the um, who, who's tried for senator twice and failed, now she's on the cabinet as small business administrator. That's with no no experience from that, um, but small business administrator. Um, Scott Pruitt, the EPA, the anti-global warming guy, is running the EPA. Um, it, it, oh, my God, just going through this cabinet, CIA director Mike Pompeo, um, well, that's the agency position. That's not cabinet, and we still don't know who's going to take over the NSA um, after one got booted out, and the other one said, "No, I don't want to. I don't want to deal with this." Um, Trump by himself is scary. Trump and his cabinet picks, who've been confirmed already, and the, the, some of the ones who who are going to be confirmed, very scary. Trump and his cabinet picks and Republican control of the House and the Senate, uber, uber scary. These next four years, assuming he's going to be doing it the whole way, is... It's going to be very interesting to say the least, and possibly going to be very, very problematic for us stolen Africans. Um, Because we already know all the police brutality that, again, used to go up the chain, and even though it didn't, we end up having too many good results for us. Like I say, folks at least did have the idea that we could take it up to the chain and Eric Holder, whatever, Attorney General, can look at it and maybe some justice will happen. Um, but that option is dead, gone, <laughs> cemented away with with full-ass sessions there. Um, Homeland Security, I mean, Secretary of Defense with, with, with Mattis there, 
definitely a warmonger, rattling the chains of war when he go to sleep, when he wake up, while he brushing his teeth, while he's skipping down the street, war, 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 war. Um, and so living here in America, even if we don't consider ourselves Americans and we know we ain't never been treated as an American and we know we're not really Americans, we still can get caught up in some of the BS of what these fools are saying. And let me not forget the Breitbart guy, the appointed guy. No one had to approve him or confirm him. Trump just said, yeah, you it, um, Bannon guy. And if, you, if, if you're familiar with Breitbart <laughs> online and a magazine or whatnot, you already know how crazy some of that stuff is. And now he's one of the main guys in Trump's ear. So it's like Trump is already crazy. And then he surrounded himself with even crazier people. And then he put some of those crazy people in sensitive positions where they can now expand their craziness on more and more people. I'm happy to be getting out of the country for for a little while. Um, I personally would have liked to have even left and been out of here for the, the the full term and then come back when when somebody else <laughs> Kanye West they say he running in 2020 um I'd be more okay with him being president than Donald Trump I I, I just this this is whew, and we know about the travel ban which <clears throat> did affect me personally in the sense of family, larger family connections, wife connections, stuff like that. Um, and 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 it could affect future travel. So that's going to be interesting in that, to see and navigate that terrain. Um, some of the, the wide sweeping um, allowances that, that Trump is going to give to the police, to even do more stuff And he's, he, he, You know one of his campaign promises Was to bring back stop and frisk Which you know really Affected black folks in New York Disproportionately um, And now it's about It has the potential possibly To be a nationwide policy Which is just going to be Totally horrible and crazy I just see no upside and so every one of my colleagues and everyone on Face AIA book who's saying, you know, it ain't going to be no big deal and quit tripping and quit worrying about it, I don't think y'all are looking at the bigger picture. It's not just Trump. It's his cabinet picks who are going to be there, and it's the fact that he right now has control of the House and the Senate. So when he's, pat- when he's done with the executive order stuff, when it's time to just pass regular bills and draw up regular bills, he's got House and Senate to say yes to him. So he's got crazies drawing up bills, and then he's got more crazies in the House and Senate who can pass those bills. So it's the it's all of that together. Trump, the Cabinet, House, and the Senate all together. And if you want to add them in, just the fool, the dumbasses who voted for him and who bought the merchandise and who actually believe Trump's lies, all of that put together 
makes for a very, very interesting next four years. All stolen Africans within the sound of my voice, either live or archived, please, please be careful. Um, oh, let me go ahead and say this publicly, since I did it publicly in the beginning. Um, before the Trump candidacy, you know, we joined the NRA as an experiment. We pulled our membership after we saw that the NRA came out in support for Trump. So we are no lo- we have let our membership lapse, and we are no longer card carrying members of the NRA. So I'm saying that publicly because I, you know, proudly put it up on my Face A book page, and I was like doing this as an experiment, and you know, if there's gun problems, you know, let's see if they'll have our back. And in the instance of um, the the Philandro Castile, you know, they were so slow to dra- in, in issuing a response and I think the response they did do was you know real milk toast and all that because that was a time where you know he was a law abiding citizen you know he had a gun on him he told him that he had a gun on him and the, the pig still shot him and killed him and so it's that but then the, also them endorsing Trump the way they did was like no we can't support that um, we've stopped going to Home Depot because they've come out, you know, the co-founder came out and explicitly was supporting Trump, you know, so now we go to Lowe's or we go to someplace else to to deal with our um, home repair needs and stuff like that. But it's going to be, a vi- and I never did, never dealt with Uber. I got my own car, so I didn't have to deal with Uber, but... It's going to be a very, very interesting next four years, assuming he lasts a whole four. Independent black institutions should be exploding, not, I mean, in the good sense. They, okay, bad choice of words. They should be expanding hugely because going to either charter schools or to public schools are going to be a bad option now that Trump's pick for secretary of education um, don't know what the hell she's doing, and that's going to be a whole mess. So you should be taking your children out of those schools and finding um, independent black institution to put them in or creating one, and or homeschooling networks and collectives should be growing exponentially wherever they are. Um, if you're serious about giving your child real information, real education, and, and trying to spare them as much under the drump um, DeVos education BS that they about to hit us with. Um, all these black gun groups that I've seen pop up on on Facebook. All y'all need to be careful because now uh, with the Homeland Security guy and Mad Dog Mattis as Secretary of Defense. Y'all gonna be probably be labeled terror groups and hate groups, and folks gonna run in and try to take y'all guns, and that's gonna probably end bad and big conflagrations and all that sort of stuff. So just be careful. Um, all my friends on Facebook, book, stop brandishing your weapons on Facebook. Y'all should have learned by now that 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 pigs and other agencies do use Facebook. Do use social media 
to see what you're doing, to track what you're saying, to 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 do all that, and so to put your weapons and everything all on social media is it was def it was bad in the past, but it's definitely bad now with warmongers up and down the cabinet <laughs> positions in 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 Trump's regime. So please, y'all be careful. Um, we have to go even more underground than than what we were again for probably the next four years. Um, but hopefully, we can come out even stronger than we were before. Um, hopefully, more people are talking about creating our own institutions outside of just school, but in every aspect of living we need our own stuff and so we need to be the ones at the forefront of that creating our own clinics um, creating our own distribution networks for everything Um, building and making our own stuff to have in our distribution networks just all of that we need to be doing it we need to be doing it um so yeah, just be careful. Keep your eyes open. Whether you got a TV or you just get your news from the internet and stuff, follow it. See what this fool is doing, um, and his cabinet folks, fools are doing. <clears throat> see how it affects you, or if it don't affect you. Um, but be diligent and, and, and be be careful out there. Um, so yeah, we got about five minutes left, and then everything's gonna shut down. Um, Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, everyone, who has picked up How to Make a Negro Christian. Um, Thank you, everyone, who has picked up African World Analysis. If you haven't picked up either, um, please go to um, lulu.com slash kamau301, K-A-M-A-U-301, to pick up these books. Like I say, next week, we will probably, the whole show, will be revolving around, or a large portion of the show will be revolving around my new book, African World Analysis, Volume 1, Issues 1 through 25, and we'll specifically walk through the book. Because if, if, if you weren't a part of African World Analysis when it was a newsletter going around in your city and stuff like that, then I think that the table of contents, the type of things that we were talking about and analyzing and stuff, those will be the, that'll be the selling point. And it's a nice looking book, and it's hardcover, a nice cover. It, like I say, it is a bit of collector's item. It will last a while. Hardcover, thirty four bucks. But yeah, Lulu dot com slash Kamal three hundred one, um, where you can check that out. The archive should be done and finished around you know twelve ten. If you want to download it, um, tell your friends about it. If we had anything interesting to say. And I also wanted to dispel one rumor quickly. Um, A few folks thought that one of the reasons why we hadn't been on the show, we hadn't done our show in so long, is that we had got ran off because of our the last show that we did when we got um, ambushed on that other blog talk show that I'm not going to mention. And so we did our two answer back shows, and then we went off the map. I can 100% equivocally say that that ambush had nothing to do with the reason why we were off for so long. I was fully at peace with the two shows that I did 
in, in answering all that foolishness and stupidity, and I had let that go. And the reasons that I shared why we weren't here were the real reasons why we weren't here. Life, basically. Dealing with a, a new child and, and, and marriage and illness and information overload or underload, all of that combined for the reason why we were gone so long. I didn't even think about <laughs> those cats, those atheist knuckleheads, any when I was gone um, and that had absolutely zero, negative 50 of a reason why I wasn't on. Um, so, no, if anyone else was thinking that, let me unequivocally say they ain't had nothing to do with it. Um, but we're back now, and we plan on staying back after after we get back from the continent. Um, so, yeah, so Africa's reascension is back. So, yeah, and I forgot, I'm sorry, um, the music. At the top of the hour, we had played um, K. Reno, the song called Impossible. If if you are a hip-hop head, you know about lyrics and stuff. The way he put that song together was absolutely magnificent, phenomenal. Um, I, I can't even wrap my brain around that, that song and how he did it and how long it probably took him to do it. And, and the flow was just, oh, just magnificent. And then the other song we played, we did share the United Front song um, from their Vanguard EP, Body Bags. Cops don't need body cams. More cops need to be put in body bags. That's that's the, the hook from that United Front song. And so, again, um, ufasafo.com, $5 for the EP, and proceeds go to the homeschooling um, collective that Baba Malimu Baruti runs in Atlanta with his Akoben house, and so you want to check that out. And so that those were the two songs that we played at the top of this hour. Um, I forgot to mention them uh, when we came back from that break. Okay, so now we're done. So next week we'll be talking about Africa World Analysis, Volume One, Issues One through Twenty Five, my new book. Thank you everyone for listening. We're not going anywhere. We're coming back live and strong. Um, thanks, everyone, who has supported us in the past and who will continue to support us in the future. So let me see if I can quickly play our break, our end piece, our closing, and we'll be through. See everyone next week. system of European control works is that you have to accept a concept of reality which makes them superior. If you deny that, their thing will not work and they will lose their control. No people can be spiritually, politically, or psychologically free when they worship an image of God assigned to them by another people. The new revolution in Africa that will usher in real independence will start when Africans begin to look at all aspects